Hey guys, this is Ash, and thanks for joining me today for this mini-sode. I want to share with you the story of Sky Jim. She's a member of the Sac and Fox tribe who was 30 years old when she was tragically killed. Before I share her story, let me tell you a little bit about the Sac and Fox tribe. They are fairly recognized as the Sac and Fox tribe of the Mississippi River in Oklahoma and commonly known as the Sac and Fox Nation. Through a series of dislocations, they found themselves in Indian Territory in the 1870s, which is present-day Oklahoma. The misnomer Sac and Fox is a historical accident, a conflation of the Thwaki, Sac, or people coming forth, for example, from the water, and the Meskwaki, Fox, people of the Red Earth, was misapplied by the U.S. government during treaty negotiations in 1804. Though they were historically closely related by culture and language, they've always remained geographically and politically distinct. The Meskwaki have resided in central Iowa since 1856. The Waki have been in central Oklahoma since the 1870s. The contemporary Sac and Fox population in Oklahoma claim to be of the Waki descent and typically refer to themselves as both Sac and Fox. Of the 3,794 enrolled members, 2,557 live in Oklahoma. Membership in the tribe requires a minimum one-eighth blood quantum with a proven descent to ancestors on recognized roles. The best-known Sac and Fox member that you and I are aware of is Olympian Jim Thorpe. Thorpe played football at the collegiate and professional levels, professional baseball, and he played basketball. He won two Olympic gold medals in the 1912 Summer Olympics and the Batathlon and the Decathlon. The Sac and Fox are located in Strode, Oklahoma. So now let's get into the story of Sky Jim. Sky was a young 30-year-old mother to five beautiful children. She was the daughter of Perry Griggs and Alicia Azawa. Growing up in the Tecumseh and Shawnee area, she attended Shawnee Public Schools. And according to the website justiceforskygym.com, which is where I got most of my uh, information from, I want to read to you a quote that is written by her family members from her point of view. And I quote, At the young age of 15, I went missing. And in that, I experienced some trauma. But I survived. It became a federal interstate case, but my family fought for me, and unlike many missing indigenous women and girls, they were able to find me and bring me home alive. It is difficult for my family knowing that they fought for me, but have lost me now, 15 years later, to yet another act of colonial violence, end quote. And I tried to find more information on the incident that happened when she was 15 years old, but maybe because she was a juvenile, there just wasn't any information about what happened. At 11 o'clock p.m., on January 9, 2021, Sky was pronounced dead on the scene. It was reported her body was run over by a 2008 Chevrolet Impala while lying on the road on Brangus Road near Shawnee. Sierra Kiefer, the driver, was uninjured. And so many questions come to my mind when I was reading this. Like, why was she lying on the road? What was her state of mind? Obviously, she had to have been unconscious if she didn't see a car coming, realize that she was laying in a road. And I just couldn't get past the mental image in my head of her laying in the road. And why would someone leave her there? Sky's family reports that the person to have last seen her alive was her boyfriend. The family alleges he has a history of domestic violence in previous relationships. Her boyfriend claimed to have dropped her off at a different location. And in my research, it didn't say what the other location was, and it didn't state how far this was from the scene of the accident. But the family does, however, allege that the timeline of her being dropped off at this different location and the location and time of the accident just doesn't add up. She couldn't have made it that far by foot. So why was she laying on the road? Why was she there? 
Did someone drop her off out of a car for her to walk home or to walk wherever the, the next destination was? And, you know, reading about her, it just seems unlikely that she wants to end her life. And even her family states that she didn't want to end her life because she had just made plans to celebrate her son's birthday and the next several days coming up. So why was she there? Why was she laying on the side of the road? Sky's family reports on the Justice for Native Women webpage. They have received threats and believe one of their own family members may be involved or have information about someone who was. The family believes that Sky's case is no longer being actively investigated and it bothers them. And so they're taking a charge and they want to make a difference. The family is working hard to find these answers. And I believe that no family should have to investigate a loved one's murder. They should all be looked into. And people that are guilty should be held accountable, even if they're accessories. As my co-host Maggie, Shiashi, and myself have expressed numerous times, the lack of resources, the lack of information, and the news coverage is a challenge as we research Indigenous homicide victims. It's hard for us to come up with the whole story when there's so many holes in it. And that's from the lack of the information about these women's stories. But the one thing the family of Sky is doing is developing a web-based resource tool. On January 9th, 2022, the one-year anniversary of Sky's death, they launched the web-based resource tool. It is called Sky Woman Project, a resource for Native homicide victims and families. And I encourage you to visit justiceforskygm.com to learn more about the family's efforts and their testimonies. If you have any information regarding the death of Sky Jim, contact the Oklahoma State Patrol at 405-4025-2424. Thank you for listening.